Welcome to the RSM Talk Big podcast, helping you invest well, understand money and achieve the best tax outcomes. Your hosts today are Andrew Sykes, Chris Oates and Young Han. Well, welcome everyone to the RSM Talk Big podcast. My name's Andrew. I'm joined today by Young. Hi, everyone. And by Chris. G'day, Andrew. Well, today we're going to have a bit of a talk about everyone's favourite topic at the moment, uh, the COVID pandemic, and we're going to have a little bit of a discussion around business conditions. Businesses doing it tough out there, particularly with the recent lockdowns in Sydney and Melbourne, and the constant looming fear of snap rolling lockdowns, the introduction of masks, and all those things that are making things difficult. In particular, it's impacting on the hospitality industry. And today we've got with us Joe Trimboli. Uh, Joe's from a Canberra restauranting family who runs Italian and Sons, one of the only uh, hatted restaurants in the ACT, and also their long-standing Mezzalira. And if you haven't been there for the burnt butter and sage tortellini with a glass of Chianti, you're missing out on something, one of their signature dishes. So we hear a lot about the COVID pandemic and we hear about businesses being impacted. Some it's good, some it's bad. Chris, where's the impact being felt? Yeah, thanks, Andrew. We, when we ask businesses about in the different sectors of how they've been going, what we found is it's a difference between big business and small business. It's a different answer. When the question asks how easy would it be to meet financial commitments, that the big businesses we're saying that they've not got really any issues and it will be easy or very easy to meet. So when we hear things are going well, that's really big business. So small business is suffering during this pandemic. Yeah, so that's your industries, your small businesses, like your arts, your your food, your retail, uh, accommodation. They're the ones that have really been struggling. Uh, They need the foot traffic. They need the people out and about and doing things that – They've actually, a lot of those businesses have said that they'll find it difficult to to make commitments. Businesses in entertainment um, or relying on the overseas workforce, they're the major businesses that have been hit really hard. Yeah, and so it's really, it goes, you have a look at uh, what business is. You know, commodity suppliers, grocery, retail, a lot of that's big business. But small business is... um, uh, restaurants, it's uh, other forms of hospitality, cafe, uh, small retail. Uh, what's the sentiment like with them, Chris? Yeah, so you're probably looking at at least probably a quarter of your businesses, your small businesses are saying that they really, really, really struggle um, as opposed to on the other end, over half of your business will meet their commitments. Um, they've got no no worries about that. So small business saying that they really are struggling to meet their financial commitments. Yep. And Young, what are you seeing from your clients? What's their number one barrier at the moment? Number one barrier is finding the people to run the business. I thought there was plenty of people looking for jobs. Not really. I think there's a job here but didn't really work in the way they wanted. That's one thing. But the other thing is there's about 74% said the lack of job applicants. So people just not applying for jobs. Do you and think that's a job security? People don't want to move or things like migration, et cetera, impact uh, on it? It's a combination of both. So if you are already comfortably in a job and they, you know, battle through the COVID, they will not want to change. And um, especially, you know, uh, a lot of the overseas 
uh, workforce. They're not coming in anymore. So that's Backpackers, where... uni students, etc. Exactly. Yep. And then even if you get the applicants, they actually don't have the skill or the qualification to do the job. Can you give us some sort of level on that from what you're seeing? I think it was about 66% of them. They actually said they didn't have that required skills or qualification. Obviously, a lot of that, it was on the international border closer. Mm. So that was like about 32%. Um, another thing will be about type of employment offered. So obviously, after hospitality going through that, people will not, even though you're passionate about it and that's where you want it to be, after going through COVID, they actually, there's no job security, so they didn't want to jump into that anymore. So we're getting... Lots of businesses, so three quarters of the businesses are saying that they're not getting in enough applicants and about two-thirds of those applicants aren't qualified. Correct. That makes for a tough business economy and environment. So we're going to do a deep dive into a bit of hospitality now. So, Joe, you were right at the centre of this. Um, as we're starting to see or as we saw some easing in restrictions, did you see as staffing that you'd had previously, they're now moving over into other industries. Are they more reluctant to come back into hospitality now? Uh, look, I mean, there is a little bit of a, you could say there is a bit of that, definitely. Um, I agree with Young. A lot of people just aren't accessible anymore uh, and agree fully that there is a shortage of staff in general in the hospitality area. Uh, so very difficult. It's almost a case of um, one restaurant poaching off another. We've gotten down to that point realistically. So yes, um, th that is true, definitely. Um, whether they want to come back, I, well, good question, I guess, because it is a bit insecure, I guess, the, the whole hospitality scene, if you are a casual worker especially. So I agree also there was the issue with people that were getting the job keeper and decided they didn't want to work throughout that period. And it was an issue trying to get them to work, even though you're trying to do the best thing by them in that regard. Uh, they th thought exactly what you said. Um, why should I go to work when I get paid to stay at home? So there was a bit of, um, let's just say it was a bit bumpy on the initial side of things. Um, I guess in the end it, it ironed out and, and things did change, I have to say, for the better uh, with the, the takeaway scenario. Um, might so, be getting ahead of here a little bit, but you so tell me. So job, job keeper, good, but some unintended consequences some intended, in your yeah, business. Correct, correct yeah. Yeah. Are you seeing a fear of future lockdown stopping staffing coming back? Um, hard to answer that one, to be honest. I don't know if you could say there's a fear because of future lockdowns. Um, I think that's that's probably a general thing across the board, to be honest. Um but yeah, look, I think just staffing in general is the main issue in the hospital, you know, in the employment area, staffing is a big issue. Let's just say that in the hospitality area. Yeah. So take us back to uh, March last year. We're sitting there and um, out of the blue, you're being told that your business yeah. is going to shut down. Uh, you've worked on this for 25 years. Yep. How did you feel at that point in time when the announcements came through? Well, very, very surprised. Um, <clears throat> initially thought it was just um, <clears throat> something, almost not a joke, but, you know, it was unrealistic, let's just say. So um, took a few days, weeks to sort of let it sink in. Like here you are, you still, whilst we couldn't open the door, we'd, we'd turn up and try and do what we could do. So no sit-in custom. But the way that we were set up allowed us to do the takeaway uh, scenario anyway, and that was the because at Medzalera at that stage we were doing also some takeaway bread rolls and things like that, pizzas, etc. So literal takeaway was still going, coffee, etc. 
um, wasn't realistically enough to um, keep the doors open. So I had to come up with something else. And that, that something else was, as per everybody found out later on, was the um, takeaway scenario. Did so, you have to adjust what you were doing and how you were preparing your meals? Oh, definitely. definitely A lot of yeah. change to yeah. move to takeaway? Yeah. So look, we, we did two things. So And everybody was different. The markets, believe it or not, even though we're within the city boundary, let's say, with both our restaurants, uh, the market was a little different. So we found that over at Mezzalira, there was still some more of the corporate trade around and they were floating around the lunchtime, but there was nobody there at the dinner time, and vice versa, say, for Italian and Sons in Braddon. So what we quickly worked out was that at uh, Mezzalira, let's say, we came up with a range of, of things like the pastas and sauces, et cetera, that were ready cooked. So, yeah, we had to come into packaging, labelling, you know, nutritional values, et cetera, which had to be hurried through and uh, create a label, a sticker, et cetera. And then, you know, tamper-proof um, style takeaway th containers, that sort of thing. So all of a sudden you had to haul in all of these extra things you'd never had to deal with before and come up with things that were suitable for the takeaway market and that, you know, once they got it home, it was easy to prepare, cook, heat up or whatever you had to do with it, basically. So, yeah, a bit of... Or even the supply that you started doing to IGN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That came along, that came along very shortly after, so... Yeah, so talk us through that. So you actually started selling... You you started you're cooking in your restaurant. Yep. Then you're you're doing takeaway and getting it in condition, yep. and yep. then you've taken the further step to sell retail. So yep. So we decided to have a look at the the retail area and um, came up with a limited range of things and um, got them into the local um, IGA up at Ainsley. And uh, that has been, yeah, very successful and still continuing to the day. And I think that's actually really good because retail was one of the industry that struggled as well yep. because of, yep. you know, border shutdown and, and increased fee of the flat and everything else. Yep. So yep. if all the businesses sit down and actually think about how we can actually cooperate together, I think that's a great solution. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's been it's a really good idea. Um, it is ongoing at the moment, and um, we've had a lot of call for it. In fact, we're we're not currently equipped to deal with the excess um, demand that we've had for it. To be honest, it's really honestly almost another business in a way. And if you really want to take it on to the next level, yeah. When you were doing the the takeaway and even I guess supplying to the Ainsley shop, yeah. How did the the delivery service? How did you get that into the business? As into the supermarket, you mean? Or even even out to customers? Oh, out to customers. Yeah, well, look, that was another thing caught us by surprise. Um, so the delivery service was literally at the evening style of things uh, over at Italian and & Sons, and um, we started out with an app as per usual, and orders were coming in, and um, come Friday, the first week we did it, we were just literally inundated and uh, not enough people to get around and do it. So Sending off we the went. Kids out. <laughs> Almost, yes. We had the kids with us. I was in a car. My brothers were in a car. Everybody that had a car was in a car and we were just delivering everywhere you could. Yeah, it was very interesting. Very popular. So you you chose to deliver yourself rather than use a delivery service or yep, platform? Yep, yep. So I think the only reason we did that, I mean, a lot of things happened very quickly back then, but the fact of the matter was some delivery services were actually profiteering to the max at that point and wasn't viable and um, it was just quicker and easier and the product was better if you got it out on your own. It was just faster to do it. And yeah, because like Manulog and all that kind of apps, I think the, the percentage is about 20 to 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the issue with those that we think, look, we've never done takeaway, but the worst thing about takeaway is that if it sits in a car for an hour before you get it, it becomes oh, yes. mush. So the whole idea was not just to get it out, it was to get it out and it's best we could. Yep. 
So you found you could keep your costs down and control quality by correct, getting it correct. out. That's right. Uh, on your own. So yeah, it wasn't just about yeah getting it out. Yeah, the quality had to sort of be still be there as best can be. So we had different stages. So that was lockdown, and then uh, everyone was. Uh, allowed out of lockdown and, yep. and business started getting back to usual. Yep. And uh, how are these sort of snap lockdowns or having to wear masks, how do they impact your business? Look, look, coming out of COVID, let's say the main COVID, COVID-1, if you want to call it that, um, it was like the floodgates were left open all of a sudden. So it got very, very busy, very popular, very good, can't complain. The mask scenario recently, let's say, um, it's different. Took a bit of getting used to. It was, um, let's just say, we're, we're very fortunate here. It was a very brief stint in Canberra and it was took a bit of getting used to. It's hard to communicate, it, you know, the physical barriers, but uh, it was just unusual. Let's just say it didn't affect trade. I wouldn't say it affected trade in a, in a great regard. And um, you might say there was almost a little bit of casualness about it. It was, uh, you know, people were. Uh, I won't go as far as saying it was a novelty, but you know what I mean? It wasn't the norm. People were just, um, yeah, we've got to wear a mask, but it didn't affect things, didn't affect things too much, basically. Yeah, because we hear a lot, uh, not so much in Canberra, but in other states and RSMs all around Australia, yeah. uh, lockdowns are called and, um, you know, businesses have stocked up for the next week. Yep, yep. Uh, so they lose their stock. Correct, they yep. have to uh, tell yep. their staff they're not working. Uh, how Have you heard from other restaurant operators the impact of that? Look, some people are affected differently to others, I think, in that game. Um, we Some people have been caught out. Yes, I agree. Um, we're a little bit different in what we do. Uh, the nature of our business is that we try and get things in as quick, as fresh as possible. Therefore, we're on a daily scenario. We don't hold a large inventory, let's say, as far as fresh food goes. Yep. Yeah. So is that a move to more uh, sort of European shopping where you'll buy the produce on the day that you go more to use? Less, correct. Yeah. 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 Now things have got back, as you said, the masks and things haven't really affected trade. I guess people are getting vaccinated. Hopefully we, we're getting through COVID. I know Sydney's struggling, but where to, I guess, from the future? Is it something as we go back to some sort of normal, you go back to what you were doing or where do you go from here? Um, look, let's just say I think that going through, well, everybody going through what they have done so far, I think we're a bit better equipped for it. So if there were to be a lockdown, let's say we'd probably utilise the same model as before, if that's what we're, we're getting at. Um, I, I think that things aren't going to be any worse than what they've been, let's say. Uh, I, I have a positive outlook on it, if that's what we're asking. Yeah. Yep. And would you look at, so you've used in, you're now putting your produce in like the IGA at Ainsley, yep. as you said something that you continue with, that's another, I guess, revenue source yeah, yeah, for the business? Yeah, definitely, definitely still got that on the cards. That's why we haven't let it go. Uh, the whole thing with that, though, is that trying to run a restaurant and trying to supply, say, six supermarkets is realistically not more physically possible within the structure we have. So that would be a separate business that um, is still on the cards and possible, possibly going ahead anyway. Yep. Sorry, um, you've been, you know, you have extensive experience in, in this area. So yep. for the cafes and restaurants actually going through a really difficult time, mm -hmm. any piece of advice for them? Well, look, the only thing I can tell you is that in any hospitality business, the best thing to do is be there yourself. And you have to obviously reduce the overhead as best possible, and that requires you being there more than what you probably were before. And the, the, look, that's really the bottom line. The hospitality thrives in in our experience 
because you you were there. The owner must be there and uh, to watch over things. And as a result, it means you'll have to spend more time, look at your cost, your overheads, you know what I mean? And, and there's more input. Basically, is just try and put in more input and probably just as we've done, I guess, look at other avenues. So, you know, broaden the horizon a bit as far as what you can and can't do. Uh, we've found that, um, you know, let's just say if even in the hospitality industry, but even a, a drinks place can do takeaway for argument's sake. There's, there's many options, basically. You've just really got to look out and think a bit more broadly. And have you found a lot of support from your ongoing patrons through this? Definitely, definitely. Right through, right even to taking deliveries and them realising that uh, the owners are delivering, et cetera. They're very, very supportive and, and amazed and surprised. But yeah, definitely uh, very fortunate that we've been there that long, you know, 25 years and plenty of support from uh, the regular clientele. Well, thank you, uh, Joe and uh, Young and Chris. Uh, that's all we've got time for today. We really appreciate everybody joining us uh, today. If you've enjoyed uh, the talk today, you can subscribe to our podcast on your favourite streaming platform. Once again, thank you, Young. Thank you. Uh, Chris. Thanks, Andrew. And thanks, Joe. Thank you for the opportunity. Talk big. Create, save and protect with RSM.